Hello again, everybody. I am back with another episode of this podcast I like to call The Writer. I apologize for the late return, but I am happy to say that I am back to host, edit, and produce more episodes I hope you all will enjoy. In addition, I've decided to make this a bi-weekly podcast. That means that there will be new episodes every two weeks, so please stay tuned for future content. Anyways, this week on The Writer, there will be a poem about the common garage door handle and another one about sunsets. And last but not least, part two of the box. I'm finally going to reveal what's in it and Kane's daring escape from the train. Welcome to the fourth episode of The Writer. Up first, we've got a wonderful poem about that pesky little rope with a handle on it that hangs from the garage door so you can pull open the door if it malfunctions for some reason. This one is about my history with it. I give you the garage rope. There's a rope on my garage door that I've always wanted to grab, but somehow I could never reach it. For the early years, it seemed my hopes dangled on a piece of plastic a million miles away. I'd come home from school, put on my rocket boots, and shoot up to touch a strain of desire further than our furthest star. But I never could. It was always just an inch away. Then as I got older, bolder, always with a chip on my shoulder, I realized there was more to life than a handle on a piece of twine. One day, after years of walking under the thin shadow of that rustic one-purpose cord, I noticed I could slap it. So I did. Years after this, I knew a yank was possible. Just as I had my hand on the handle, I watched the rope with plastic on it get in its spaceship and fly beyond our galaxy, because I was told this lifelong dream was way more trouble than it was worth. And a decade later, rope with plastic finally paid me a visit, told me I could hold it for just a moment, just until the electricity exploded through my house once more. Alright, so now I have the second and final poem for the week, A Wild Sunset, in which I use metaphors to describe a sunset and the night that comes with it. Without further ado, here it is. It beckoned, called to me, shouted my name, set off a firecracker that danced its sparks on the side of my face. It was, in fact, a wild sunset, pouncing into its cage 92 million miles away. The feral sunsets never cease to amaze me, leaping from their haunches while being tased by the stars. And as these untamed beasts are being forced into their cages for the night, I will treasure every second. I will dig my fingers and toes into the backyard grass, even as the green bristles threaten to puncture my skin. I will stare blankly up into the twilight, thinking of nothing and everything, mesmerized by a gradient of orange turn purple turn black. As the darkness surrounds me, and the cold of night coats me in its frigid discomfort, I'll return to reality and forget the tortured creatures that vex me. Okay, now that I've read the poetry for the week, we'll get to part two of the story, The Box. I hope you'll forgive me for delaying this for a month, but I was having trouble focusing. Anyways, if you haven't already listened to part one of this story from episode three, I'll give a short recap so we can pick up right where we left off. 
On the way to his job at a library in Colorado Springs, Kane receives an unexpected box as a gift from a strange cloaked man. Kane then sees a small, yet terrifying note on, on it that causes him to drop the box, which lets out a series of chirps. Questioned by strangers from the train car as to its contents, Kane lies and says there's a hamster inside. A small boy then asks to see it and helps Kane cut open the box to find that inside is not a hamster at all. So here we go with part two. Instead of a hamster, an inch-tall, peach-colored creature with fur that felt like freshly cut grass stared up at everyone in apparent dismay. The little thing had its teeth bared and was just about to pounce. As it reared back on its haunches, target lock on the tiki-head lunchbox boy, Kane threw down the cover of the box just as the creature launched itself, only to hit the inside of the box harmlessly. As a loud thunk was heard, the audience jumped back. This seemed to bring everyone back to reality as they all started shooting Kane with questions and comments. What was that really? Where'd you get it? That's no hamster. It's an alien. A thick crowd was now crowding the train car, and Kane started backing away, knowing he had no good answers to give. People would think he was crazy. The hooded figure doing another read-through of the Harry Potter series and not even having the box with him when he got on the train in the first place. As the train car filled with people, each new person hearing a different version of the truth than the one before them, Kane decided it was just best to get out of there. He stuffed the box back into his coat quickly, desperately wanting to know what the creature was as well. As long as the train wasn't moving too fast, he was going to jump and hopefully not break anything. He figured the train was close to a hotel or someplace to stay. So as Kane rushed to the emergency hatch adjacent to him on the train car, hands seemed to try and grab him from all directions, but none managed to grasp anything but his coat. But even then, not quite a firm grasp. As soon as Kane reached the hatch, he twisted the handle, threw it open, and somehow propelled himself through it in a matter of seconds. Before Kane knew it, he was gripping the window from the outside, dangling his whole body along the train side. Just before he dropped to the ground, Kane noticed the hooded figure on top of the train, appearing to look down on him. Kane disregarded it, closed his eyes, and released his grip on the window, letting gravity take him and the box creature to the ground. I know this second part was shorter than you were probably expecting, but that's it for this week, folks. I hope you all enjoyed the belated yet new episode, and will tune back in in two weeks to hear more poetry and to find out what will happen to Cain and the box creature. I should be back with episode 5 on Christmas Day. Thanks for listening, and happy holidays to all. Hopefully you'll hear from me soon.